It's DTS 26 and new DLC info has been leaked. This one's big. The rest of 2015, Comet is on its way. You're listening to Destiny the Soul. Welcome, Guardians. Diddy, what is good? Happy New Year. How was your week? Pretty good. Played lots of Halo 5 and Destiny. I got uh, both my Warlock and my Titan classes up to level 29, and all the gear they have can actually get me up to 31 if I get the destination materials and... Uh, what's it called? Shards. Whatever the armor material is for each of those classes, you know? Oh, yeah. I guess it's dependent for what type of character they are, isn't it? Yeah, so hard Hadronic Essence is uh, Warlock, uh, Plasteel Plating is Titan, and then Sapphire Wire is uh, Hunter. It's expensive, having three Guardians to clothe <laughs> and feed and send through Guardian School, man. And then I know, right? By the time they're all grown up and level 30, they don't even say hello. They don't call you anymore. Don't visit the tower. <laughs> What's up with that, man? So New Year's has been good. You've been playing some Destiny. Have you been playing uh, other than Halo 5 Beta? By the way, how are you liking the Halo 5 Beta? I like it. It's actually kind of fun. You know, nice. I've only played Slayer and Breakout at this point, but uh, I'm looking forward to the other game modes and maps. Excellent. Anything else in there? Any sort of guilty pleasure games? Any league no league actually it's been a while since i've played league you know i've been on that destiny grind forever you know i mean i'm trying to do the raids as much as possible which um hasn't been very successful because you know finding five other people to do it with you is a is a task Mm -hmm. um but yeah i've just been grinding destiny nice so far that's a good game i gotta admit i've I, (laughs) i took a little break over the holidays um my sister came home she lives out of town and they like to use netflix and the internet and i'm already pretty slow on internet speed so i decided instead of struggling i'm just gonna take probably a week break or so played a little halo 5 beta it's good but man i've been playing dark souls it's it's the guilty (laughs) pleasure for sure and good game man if anybody out there hasn't played that game brutally difficult but totally fair and worth it We've got a really big week, um, sort of a bombshell of news dropped. I knew it was going to come sooner or later. Last week was kind of dry. But a screenshot has leaked in regards to the timeline of Destiny, and this screenshot is from Bungie headquarters, and it is showing and detailing basically the timeline of Destiny in 2015, the expansions that are coming, and this little thing called Comet that our viewers and listeners are going to hear tons about in today's show and i'm sure they're going to hear tons about in the rest of 2015 as we get closer to it so before we get into it i want to say that you can check out a bunch of great weekly links from rb evans on the destiny subreddit we have that link in the show notes and basically it's called the weekly filthy casual report we get a lot of links from there each week and we like to shout out those people but here it is diddy the rumor of the future expansions this leak talks of comet the vex expansion and Forge of the Gods, which I'm not mistaken is the Cabal expansion, right? Yes, uh, it's, that's what we are led to believe at this point. Excellent. Now, I'm going to put you in the hot seat. Can you describe what Comet is? So, Comet is 
basically a larger expansion add-on to the vanilla Destiny game, and it is um, an expansion. It's not Destiny 2. Some people are thinking it's Destiny 2, and it's not. Um, Destiny 2 is coming in a, a, a year later or two, and the Comet expansion is in between Destiny releases, and it's actually... Um, two or three times larger than the expansions we've seen so far and what we're expecting with House of Wolves. What we've seen with the Dark Below, we get, you know, three missions, couple strikes, couple multiplayer maps. The Comet expansion is actually going to be 12 missions, four strikes, one public event, one new patrol area, one new raid, and six PvP maps. So Mm -hmm. it's going to be a large amount of content in, um, in, uh, in an update. Yeah, and this is slated around September. That's what we're looking at right now. None of this, by the way, is confirmed, and the screenshot that was leaked is possibly outdated, and that needs to be stated right now, as with all of these things. But uh, if history serves, um, or if history repeats itself, basically, usually these leaks are pretty spot on. You know, if you think back to what the data miners data miners were doing long ago, a lot of things that we've sort of talked about have come into play, and this would make sense. In addition to the new patrol area, that's something to make note of. It's not just a single patrol. It's a new patrol area, which is like a cosmodrome. This could be maybe Mercury. People are thinking it is the reef. And 12 new missions also makes us think that this could be the reef area. What's big here is the new subclasses. It's been found that three new subclasses, which presumably are a new subclass for each character, which would explain the unused subclass slot that every character type has in Destiny right now. Now, what would players be looking at to pay for something like this, Diddy? This is, again, speculation, nothing confirmed. So I'm anticipating... um for a brand new Comet retail copy. So if you do not own Destiny, and if you don't own any of the expansions right now, say I'm a brand new player to Destiny, I want to jump in, and then Comet is already out, I go to GameStop or EB Games or wherever, Amazon.com, and I purchase a retail copy of Comet, I'm anticipating it to be at a standard $60, US dollars, whatever, your standard video game cost. But if you're a current Destiny player, like you or I, we have the vanilla Destiny, we have the Dark Below, we already have House of Wolves, and we want the expansion, the common expansion, I'm anticipating a 20 or $30 um, price point. Price point, yes. Yeah, so let's explain here, too. This is going to be taking the place of Vanilla Destiny. Retail stores will probably be not restocking Vanilla Destiny. Once Comet comes out, if you're a new Destiny player, this is what you purchase to get into the series. It will include, most likely, both DLCs from Vanilla Destiny, which is why it's going to occupy probably that $60 price point for current Destiny players. View it as sort of this fat title update, larger than what the normal expansions would give you. Which wouldn't surprise me if we actually did see like a $40 price point. It's, again, pure speculation. Uh, But you're getting a new subclass. You're getting a lot of new missions, new strikes, a ton of new maps. Like six new maps is actually pretty nice. And you add that to the Dark Below maps with the House of Wolves maps. I should mention House of Wolves is slated for March 10th. Um, that's supposed to have four new maps. So you're actually expanding the Crucible playlist size, which is something I like. I've, dude, 
I play a lot of Crucible. I really, I don't know why it's grown on me so much. It doesn't have the things that you would normally want, like ranks or leaderboards or some crazy like trophies at the end of the game that goes, you did great, kid. It's just <laughs> fun. Totally off topic, as I know. But uh, So Comet, big deal. Something we're going to talk about a lot in the coming few months. But after that, we see images of the Vex or Void expansion. We don't know what the title is just yet. And then the last expansion of 2015, which is Forge of the Gods, presumably the Cabal expansion. Yeah, and just going by the timeline we know with the in terms of Dark Below and House of Wolves, I don't think Forge of Gods would be in 2015. Probably I'm just going to throw that like, out there. Yeah. You so think like March early 2016? March 2016, yeah. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, that's what I'm anticipating. I'm anticipating Comet to come out in September sometime. Yes. And then the Vex expansion is going to be December of 2015. And then Forge of Gods, which is hopefully the Cabal expansion, is going to be March of 2016. That's what I'm anticipating. That would make sense because your prediction from the last show, I think it was, or a couple shows ago, is that we are going to see more DLCs in 2015. Obviously, House of Wolves is not going to be in, but you were expecting some sort of quarter three expansion and some sort of quarter four expansion, which would lead us to believe that the September Comet release, followed by probably a December or November release for the Vex expansion, and then you bring in March for the Cabal expansion, which would be good. And that probably would be around the time they start promoting Destiny 2, if we were to play prediction here and think 2016 is that year. Yeah, because March of 2016, March, April-ish, is that beginning of the convention season, what E3, PAX, whatever. Mm. That's that's when the announcements actually come. Yeah, and it actually times out really well. So once people are kind of dying out of that Cabal expansion, oh, hey, Destiny 2 is coming out this year, (laughs) so get ready. I also want to point out, um, if you bought the expansion pass, you have access to Dark Below and House of Wolves already. That's expansion pass one. Yes. When Once Comet comes out, you are most likely going to need to get expansion pass two for access to the Vex and the Cabal expansions as well. I just want to point that out. So anticipate yep. that. And I think that actually goes in towards a later point in the show in terms of uh, subscription fees and whatever. That would make sense. Yeah, I actually kind of want to bring this up. You posted this uh, comment from Reddit, and I just want to talk about it because I'm sure not most of the listeners, but some of them are going, oh my gosh, Destiny's charging me more money. (laughs) Typical Activision, content-starved game, and they're making me pay for it on my wallet. Well, Tigerbait92 writes, I just realized, Destiny is an MMO. I'm going to pause right there, end quote. It's not really an MMO, but okay. Resume quote. Most modern good MMO games have subscription fees. Hey, we've talked about that on the show. Okay. Fortunately, we have none of that in Destiny. You can play after purchasing the game all you want. The expansions are basically our free updates, where in Final Fantasy XIV or WoW, we pay $15 a month and get content updates for free every few months. We pay 20 bucks total every few months for our content updates in Destiny. So I think this complaining is a little bit off kilter. However, combined with the lack of content in the vanilla package, I can see the anger. But my point stands for the whole DLC thing. The vanilla thing is just factored in after the fact, end quote. And we talked about it here on the show. Destiny gets enough updates that it justifies a subscription fee. 
but they don't use that model. They're using the DLC model as the subscription fee. Now, that might have been a subjective statement. Some people might have go, those updates aren't enough for me to pay a subscription price, but take it or leave it however you will. The DLCs are your way of paying a subscription fee. And while at the end of the day, it is less expensive than WoW, you know, 15 bucks a month if you do the monthly plan, you're still paying to get the newest and up-to-date content from Destiny. The work the developers put in does cost them money and resources, and you will be supporting that if you want to continue forward in the Destiny adventure. That's just part of the model. Um, thought I'd bring it up. Diddy, your thoughts? Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, Bungie could, or Activision, I guess, they could say, hey, Destiny is going to be a $15 a month subscription fee or $20 every three months for DLC. Yeah. So, I mean, take it or leave it. It's very, it's a very subjective point. You know, people are definitely going to have different opinions about it. But as avid Destiny fans, you and I are pretty much fine with uh, shelling out the uh, 15, 20 bucks for DLC every three months. I think that's okay with me. I mean, I'm getting my money's worth, I think. So. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree too. I play, I've got a crew of people to play with. I think that is pivotal and, and foundational to Destiny. If you're a solo yes. player, you're not going to get the experience out of the game that is designed, intended. No, it does not have the best tools yet for matching players. It doesn't have an LFG. It doesn't have a way to, to meet. So if you're a solo player, I don't think Destiny is probably... Uh, you're not going to get as much out of Destiny as I think you should for the price. But if you have a crew of people to play with, which we luckily do, it is superb. And I really like this game. And it's like you said, I don't have a problem supporting Destiny. I like what I've seen so far. I enjoy the content. I do think Vanilla was a bit content starved. But honestly, I'm used to <laughs> I'm used to games like this launching and then being updated over time and being added to. It's not something that I went into with some crazy never-ending Halo campaign, which I think a lot of people are like, oh, it's a perpetual <laughs> Halo 3 campaign, which it isn't. So I have no issue paying for this. The people who are angry already that, oh, Dark Below on Disc DLC crap, they're going to be mad about this, and they're probably never going to not be mad about Destiny. Every time something new comes out, and they're like, I can't believe Destiny is releasing another game. Can you? They're probably always going to be <laughs> mad. But for the folks, the majority of our listeners, I imagine... This is something that you've come to expect. Me, personally, I'm excited about this. I like Dark Below, but I'm at the end point of it. And I don't know what's going to keep me going until March. I don't know what the motivation is going to be other than hard mode for Crota. And that's, I guess March actually isn't that far away. But you get what I'm saying. As a Destiny player who's on regularly, you too, Diddy, we want more content. We're continually like, give us more, please. We'll gobble it up right away. <laughs> Boom. Absolutely. Okay, so that, I think, about sums it up. Definitely check out the link in our website or on the oh, video. Yeah, by the way, this is the fir first week we're doing DTS uh, with video on YouTube. So if you're watching there, hello, welcome, thank you. Uh, check out the links because there's more details that we didn't go over, something interesting, and we're going to talk about comment a whole lot more in the coming months. So Sony extends all PlayStation Plus memberships for five days, basically to make up for the outages that was going on around Christmas time. Do you have PS Plus for your PS4, Diddy? It's actually kind of funny because when I got my PlayStation, uh, it came with a free year of mm -hmm. PlayStation Plus, yeah. and I, I got a launch PS4, yes. you know, so I had it November of, what, 2013, I guess? Mm -hmm. Yep. And I activated my PlayStation Plus membership in December of 2013, oh. but it was like December 13th. No. So like, <laughs> so it expired December 13th yeah. of this year, and I haven't played 
Destiny on the PlayStation since because I don't. I mean, I'm I'm getting a new TV soon. And I need money. And I can't pay sixty dollars for another year. Um, yeah. But like, <laughs> I didn't have PlayStation Plus when the outage occurred, so I'm not getting a five day extension. So unfortunately for me, it's uh not happening. But I'm really yeah. glad that they are actually doing this. I'm really glad that PlayStation or Sony is you know, compensating people for, you know, people who got PlayStations for Christmas, you know, they punch yeah. in that year PlayStation Plus to immediately download their uh, games for PS Plus and they just waste five days because they can't actually do anything. So I'm happy about it. Comes with a free copy of the interview too, as I hear. So yeah, just enjoy that kids. <laughs> jokes, jokes, jokes. And Xbox users, Microsoft doesn't care about you. <laughs> <laughs> Go buy Master Chief Collection, kids. Uh, factions, should they have their own bounties? You sent me this Reddit post, and I actually think uh, this is not something to argue. Factions should have their own bounties. They feel useless to me right now. Like, factions in general are something I completely, I've probably not experienced any portion of it in the game other than, yeah, I'll wear your bond. Okay, cool, I'm ranked two. No, I don't want to buy that stuff. Like, what what do you think? I think it would be um, a good way for people to upgrade their new monarchy, Dead Orbit, uh, Future War Cults. Uh, reputation and faction rank without actually having to wear the thing. And they you look know? dumb compared to some of the... Like, if I want to yeah, look cool. Yeah, some of them look pretty dumb. And yeah. the only reason that I would want to do a faction other than Vanguard is um, I would want to do New Monarchy because the red hand can cannon is one of the best in the game. And I mm-hmm. love the color red. Yeah. So New Monarchy is for me. But like... I know uh, Sassy and Lurker Zero, friends of the show, they want to do Dead Orbit for that particular shader. Yeah. And I know Sassy grinded 18 levels of Dead Orbit rank until he got that shader. Oh, my you know? gosh. I just think, and he had to do that in like, <laughs> patrol missions, you know? And that's... That that's a, a Sassy right there. <laughs> <laughs> so I think, similar to Eris, you... Um, have bounties available on a daily basis and just things to do, you know? And if you think about it, if you go into the Crucible and you pick a game type, they each have a faction symbol next to it. You know, if you played that faction, you get extra experience for that faction, you know? Have the uh, bounties from each faction similar to those things, you know, like get 10 kills in my Crucible playlist or whatever, you know? Yeah. I'm Whatever. all for it. Make it more creative and fun. Maybe these are things they're looking to do with Comet, or hopefully sooner. That would be kind of nice. This is your ghost, Miranda. And when I'm not out helping Guardians, I'm listening to Destiny the Show. So not a long topic today. Did he beat the raid Crota's end this week? I have yet to beat Crota. I've gotten all the way to Crota at the very end. So I've done sort of the first, wouldn't you say, two parts of the raid? I would say three or four. Okay. And all that was left for me is to actually fight Crota. And I kind of want to know your experience, because before the show you were saying that you think Vault of Glass is a little bit better designed, but could you walk me through the experience of killing Crota, and then perhaps why you think Vault of Glass stands a little bit above it? So, spoiler alert, if you haven't actually played the Crota raid and you don't want to know... You kill Crota? You kill Crota. No! Oh my gosh. ruined it! Mind blown. Okay, so... (laughs) Most of you probably already know this already, but the Crota Raid first segment is the Thrall Way. You know, you have to run through the lamps to build the bridge at the very end, and then only one of your six has to survive Mm -hmm. and get to the end in order for the loot to drop. So 
That's pretty cool. There's a bunch of cheese things you can do, especially with the exotic hunter gauntlets that were sold by Zur this last weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, whenever you're hit with a melee, you go invisible. And there was a video I remember. <laughs> uh, there's a video on Reddit of this dude just oh. strolling, literally walking through the entire thrallway and just getting to the end. Oh, man. <laughs> so I thought that was hilarious. Anyways, the second part is the, um, what's it called? The sword bearer to build the bridge across again. Um and I've only ever cheesed it, to be honest. You know, there's a parkour route on the uh, right wall. You can climb up, get on top of the map, and then your whole fire team dies, except for you. And then it despawns all the enemies on your side and puts them on the other side because it thinks that you're on that side. And then when you kill enemies on the opposite side of the bridge, um, you will um, progress to the next area, basically. Yeah. And then after that is a... Uh, the real thrall way, I guess. The first part yeah. is the thrall abyss. My bad. Excuse me. Um, it's the thrall way where you have to kill the two shriekers. Um, because if you don't kill the shriekers, they actually have a force field. And you can't actually run past the shriekers. So you actually have to kill them. And there's a door at the end of the hallway that's like closing. Typical movie, like Indiana Jones, get through the door thing. <laughs> yeah, so that's where the second chest is inside that doorway. And uh, only one person has to make it through the door because... Once you make it through, you can actually open up the door and the rest of your fire team can come in and get the chest. Mm-hmm. And then once you jump down the little hole outside that chest room, um, it's the, um, what's it called? The Death Singer Eryet. And she's like a witch and she's trying to summon Crota and you have to kill her in a certain amount of time. Mm-hmm. Um, supposedly that's the most difficult part of the raid. Yeah. Um, but when you have a bunch of 31s and 32s just taking them out, it's pretty simple. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But basically, if you don't kill her in time, you'll wipe. It's the, it's a full, it. like the whole cruise just insta-death yeah. restart. Instantly. And so after that part is the Crota fight. And um, Crota is only damaged in terms of his health. Crota has a, a shield and health, right? Yes. He's, he's only damaged by the sword. Yep. So you actually have to kill a sword bearer. Your entire fire team has to shoot Crota to get his shield down, and when his shield is down, he'll actually kneel down and be vulnerable for an attack yep. for a few seconds. Mm-hmm. And that's when the sword bearer comes in, or the guy with the sword, and just hits him a few times and jumps back. Um, if you stay too long, Crota one hits you, and you die. Whenever somebody dies in the last room... It spawns the Oversoul, and it's basically that big eye in the back of the room. Mm -hmm. It becomes enraged or whatever, has a big shield, and you have to, similar to the Oracles in Vault of Glass, you have to damage it to kill it. If you Mm -hmm. don't kill it in time, your whole team wipes. Hmm. Instant death, all six of them. So the first time I did it, um, I'm not going to name any names, but uh, uh, three out of the six guys had only ever cheesed Crota, so they didn't know they had to kill the Oversoul. Oh, no. So uh, one of our mutual friends who had done the raid legitimately was getting super mad. He's like, just kill the freaking Oversoul. Just shoot it. Whenever it spawns, just shoot it. (laughs) And Uh, we wiped about three or four times because nobody killed the Oversoul in time. So Yeah. Um, But I think that's kind of fun. And going back to sassy's super good advice from the first week we did it if you have the light machine gun super good advice um the oversoul doesn't technically have a health bar it has a damage threshold so most of your bullets will be will return to your clip so you can use that oh my light machine gun on the oversoul so you can just shoot infinitely until it dies <laughs> nice that's a creative strat 
Yeah. Um, so, but if you don't die, whenever you shoot Crota to get rid of his shield and he becomes vulnerable to attack, the sword bearer hurts Crota. You do that three or four times. Um, Crota can move to the left or right platform. When he does that, you want to move to the opposite side of the map because then he's just going to kill you. Gotcha. And spawn more oversouls. So uh, I think it's um, not as mechanically or um, strategically demanding as Vault of Glass, but it is fun nonetheless. Yeah. You know what's funny is when it came out, everybody was talking about how difficult it was. But now that everybody's (laughs) like level 30 and 31... This is way more cheesable than Vault of Glass. I mean, there's a video of a guy soloing it with no land beyond, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, basically. And that's the worst exotic in the game, essentially, right, listeners? Right, Diddy? For our listeners, jeez. <laughs> it's the the sniper rifle, right? The bolt shot? Yes, yes. Yeah. Useless. <laughs> well, it, it's, it's super satisfying to get kills in that in Crucible, by the way. Oh, it's super fun to use, but it's, it's pretty bad. I bet for Crucible montages, I like the fact that people are adopting it. They're giving it love before it gets a buff. This week, Sassy is joining us for another round of super good advice, and it's perfect timing since we talked about factions. He's going to be giving us info on those factions. Destiny factions. What are they? What do they do? How can they affect you, the player? Well, before we start looking at who we should pledge our allegiance to, or more precisely our cloak, bond, or mark to, we must first take stock of some armor effects that are offered once you hit the higher levels. Now, as you've probably noticed, all legendary and a majority of uncommon and rare armor offers some stats towards either strength, discipline, or intellect, or a combination of two of those three. These stats provide cooldown effects towards your abilities, providing assistance to what style you'd like your guardian to be. Increasing the intellect stat will reduce the cooldown of your super ability, and achieving 100% will provide your super about every 3 minutes or so, even if you're AFKing. As well as this, 100% would also grant you more super from killing enemies. For those who like to provide enough orbs of light to keep everyone else's super up, topped up, this is the stat you want to go for. Discipline provides reduction for your grenade ability, and increasing 100% of this skill will have your cooldown of your grenade to about 50 seconds, so if you enjoyed that nade spam, be sure to look for armor with that to this skill. Lastly, strength offers cooldown towards your melee ability. Like discipline, achieving 100% in this skill will have your melee ability up about every 50 seconds. For those punches, stabbers, or just enjoy hurling a good knife here and there, this is the skill for you. But how does this tie in with the factions available at the tower? Well, allow me to explain. Each faction, Dead Orbit, New Monarchy, and Future War Cult, offer pieces of armor that specifically tailor to and provide Guardians armor pieces that attribute to these specific skills. Once you've reached a reputation rank of 3 with a faction of your choice, you'll be able to purchase armor for the cost of some Crucible Marks and a Crucible Commendation token. For those who like to keep their ability and grenade cooldown short, the Future War Cult provides armor pieces that offer stats to intellect and discipline. Dead Orbit provides armor with stats towards discipline and strength, while New Monarchy rounds out the group by offering stats towards intellect and strength. So if you're short on a few pieces of armor, or maybe you'd like to look at specializing your armor even further, taking a look at what your abilities you use most often, and perhaps looking at joining a faction to provide for those cooldowns to ensure those abilities will always be available to you when you need it. Now, 
for those diehard faction fans, or those endgame gurus that don't need those types of armor, remember, non-dark below raid gear and exotics will only get you to a light level of 31, you may still want to stick with the faction to get some super cool and unique aesthetic stuffs to help bedazzle your guardian. Each faction offers unique shaders, ships, class items, and emblems for those who continue to represent them out in the wild. While the class item and emblems are available from purchase from each of the faction's representations in the tower, shaders and ships will only come through the packages you receive from the postmaster every time you rank up past rank 3. Dead Orbit provides some super cool black and white shaders and ships, Mew Monarchy provides red and white, and Future Warcult goes full rainbow with the yellow, red, and white shaders and ships. Keep in mind that the shaders and ships are only chance drops, so you may need to stick with your chosen faction for a while before you start reaping the benefits. And that pretty much sums up all you need to know about Destiny's factions and what they have to offer. If you have any questions like answered, please feel free to contact me on my own Twitter, at I'm Sassy, that's at I-M-S-A-S-S-S-I, or email me at destinytheshow at gmail.com. Best of luck, and here's to welcoming a brand new near by unloading a couple of thousand rounds into all those stand in the way of the light. Oh, words of the wise for those who use the weapons with shoot to loot upgrade on their scout or sniper rifle. Sometimes, to get more ammo back, you have to shoot a few first. Take care, Guardians. Thank you, Sassy. It's time for It Came From Twitter. It came from Twitter! Our first tweet comes from at Polydivision. I might have read this last week, but just in case I haven't, really appreciate the great content and sound quality of the show. Thanks, generous Moonchest. And he sent us a picture of a really cool-looking blue scout rifle and getting some boatload of helium filaments and a couple of blue items. That's pretty rad. Up next is at Dingo the Wild. Just listen to the podcast. You guys are brilliant. Thanks for the best in Destiny info in my ears. Hey, thank you for the kind words. Lurker Zero, friend of the show, sends us a picture of the Crota Raid shader and says, There is a Crota Raid shader. Great show, guys. Thank you, Lurker. We then have at Marin's dad, who sent us a video of the Edelon ally versus Crota. There was only going to be one winner. From Australia. Thank you. Congratulations. Uh, if you didn't know, the bounty for the last two weeks has been to take Husk of the Pit or Edelon ally into the raid and send us a picture or even better, some footage. So congratulations. Welcome to the Wall of Fame. I'm glad that we can finally wrap up that bounty. If nobody would have done it this week, it would have been pretty, pretty sad, actually, honestly. Lurker Zero also sent us a picture saying it is accomplished. And he got a Vex Mythoclast. Were you with him when he got this, did he? I was not, actually. I uh, jumped on Destiny about five minutes too late. Oh, mm. well. That elusive mythoclast. <laughs> if Sassy hadn't have already gotten that weapon, man, I swear he would have been, he would have been a little salty about that one. <laughs> At M. Webster 1991 says, found your podcast, been loving it. I have a long commute to work. It's been entertaining every mile. Well, thank you so much. Hopefully work goes excellent for you in 2015. And that is all the tweets we have today. I reminded myself with a show note to read an email that was sent to our email, destinytheshow at gmail.com. It's from John, and it says, Hi, guys. Thanks for the show. It's been great finding a Destiny podcast that I could subscribe to. Anyway, in episode 24, you touched on the way people repeat the Crota's end raid with multiple of the same character, and that this might not be the way Bungie envisioned players using the character slots. I'd like to throw in another, more 
savory reason for having two or three of the same character types. Loadouts. I've got two titans. One is level 31 and the other is level 15. Whilst this will help with raiding, weeklies, dailies, nightfalls, etc., it also means that I can have a striker titan loadout and a defender titan loadout, or I could have a PvP slash PvE loadout, or if I got a third titan, I could have individual arc, solar, and void builds. Anyway, that's my main reason for having multiples of the same character. Born out of laziness. Keep up the good work, guys. Kind regards, John. Thank you. And actually, that's a really good point. I don't know how many people are really paying that close attention to their builds, but it makes sense. If you were going to prioritize gears of a certain spec for a certain type of character, it'd be a pretty good way to go, don't you think? Yeah, uh, in terms of Defender and Striker, you can have that on the same character, but for PvP versus PvE, you could have a PvE character with Defender and Striker, and then a PvP character with Defender and Striker. So yeah, like less I can definitely see where he's coming from. Yeah, and if you don't want to like go into the skill tree and then switch everything out and take you know a minute, two minutes to actually respec your Titan, you can just switch characters and then just be done with it. Indeed. Now, you wanted to ask our listeners to tweet us something, Diddy, and what is that? Yes, we would like you guys to send us, via Twitter or email, um, your goals for Destiny in 2015, whether it's, you know, get all the exotics in the game or, um, you know, get that finally get that Mythoclast. Just go ahead and send it via Twitter or email at DestinyTheShow or DestinyTheShow at gmail.com, and we will read them out on the show. Yeah. Very much appreciate it. You have a new Twitter handle, so where can people find you on the internet and find your content, Diddy? On Twitter, I am at DiddyDTS. That is D-I-T-T-Y-D-T-S with no spaces or underscores in between. And uh, YouTube is still Wooshness, W-O-O-O-S-H-N-E-S-S, and twitch.tv slash Destiny the Show. Excellent. We have streaming plans that we were talking about in the pre-show. It won't be long now. Won't be long. You can go to destinytheshow.com for the links from today's show. I will be giving the site a bit of a facelift in the coming weeks uh, and reorganizing things, making a proper wall of fame. I know some people have not been very pleased with the lack of a proper wall of fame. Well, we're working on it. It takes a long time to get all the ether seeds that you need to, to build a proper <laughs> one, okay? So just relax. You can follow us on Twitter, at Destiny the Show. What else is there? We've, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. You follow me at BBK Dragoon. You did the Twitch. Is there anything else that I'm missing? I've only done this a hundred times. I don't think so. I don't think so. That's, that's it. Okay, wonderful. Have a great week, everybody. Enjoy Destiny and get ready for Comet. We'll see you next time. <laughs>